Welcome to Choose Views with Richard Chu. Get ready to dive into a world of insightful conversations and thought-provoking discussions. As progressives, our job is to have an all-inclusive, full-on assault with all of our players. A show that will focus on moving our political, social, economic, gender, and cultural conversation forward. And all of our players means all of our players. It's Choose Views. And now, here's your host, Richard Chu. Hey, good Wednesday morning, everybody. Hope everyone's doing well. We kind of made it through the evening with the crazy storms that blew through the area, through the region. Um, And um, my wife and I were kind of text checking on family and friends and business associates that are in the western and northwestern um, suburbs and and counties. So um, I'm hoping everybody fared well through the evening. And of course, those of us who are in the city, um, we kind of caught a break. But as I was coming into the studio, I noticed that we've got some winds that have kicked up. So uh, be careful in driving and commuting this morning. And when you're walking, uh, recognize that you're, if you're crossing the street or you're walking through a parking lot, you know, I'm always of the mindset. You'll hear me say this every day. Uh, just give yourself a few extra minutes to get to where you have to get to and uh, make sure your ingress and egress is, um, is not complicated. So let's hit a couple quick topics. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, the election for sure, uh, the um, uh, the results from last night in Michigan. But the FTC is deciding to sue um, uh, Kro- uh, to block Kroger and the Albertsons merger, which a lot of people were anticipating would, would happen, um, arguing that it would potentially raise grocery prices and hurt workers. And for me, the second half of that is as, 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 is as important as the first part in terms of uh, prices going up, yes, but hurting workers. Um, and when there's, whenever there are these big mergers, we can go back to the big M&A days back in the 80s. Um, many times what ends up happening is companies, they pretend, they play the game of um, this is going to be better for everybody, but what ultimately happens is a lot of people get laid off. So the FTC and a group of attorneys general have sued to block the merger of, of the um, two um, grocery giants, uh, Kroger and Albertsons, um, basically citing that they feel that um, this is going to affect the overall assets of um the, the stores, the number of stores that they do have. So essentially, this is a big deal. Um, and a, bar, a bipartisan group of attorneys general have joined the courts, um, the FTC's complaint. And those states include Arizona, California, Washington, D.C., Illinois, Maryland, Nevada, New Mexico, Oregon, and, and Wyoming. So um, we'll keep you posted on that. Stay tuned as, as you can. Uh, some upcoming events here in the in the Chicago metro area, excuse me, in the Chicago metro area um, that uh, you guys should kind of pay attention to. Um, there are a number of um, uh, uh, judges that are up for a re-election, so you'll keep, uh, we'll keep you posted on those items that are happening. Um, a new study, this one I found interesting, um, that I thought uh, could put a, a smile on, on some of our faces. A new study shows dancing is the best exercise to combat, combat depression. How about that? Dancing. A new study indicates that dancing is one of the best forms of treatment for depression. Australian researchers have published a study that shows that the best form of exercise to treat depression is dancing, um, when in- including several different exercises that it beat out, like uh, uh, walking or jogging, yoga, tai chi, and strength training um, were included in the study. 
And it, what it was designed to do was aim to identify what kinds of exercise would be best for treating major depression and, and other disorders um, in tandem with the appropriate pre- prescription um, medications and antidepressants. So it was really interesting. I saw this and I thought, wow. You know, for those of us who can or cannot dance, um, if you're having a wonky day, uh, throw on some of your favorite songs and, and whatever and just bop around the house or bop around the office if you can uh, or bop in your car. So, you know, um, I think there's there's a lot to be said for uh, exercise as a form of, of offsetting any signs of um whether it be a full-on depression or just having a bad day, throw on some tunes and, and bop around. So it was an interesting report. I thought you guys might like that. Get up and dance is, is how I'll end that piece. Um, one of the things that is starting to be some, some um, noticeable fallout from the Dobbs decision and now that we are uh, highly discussing what's happening with IVF down in Alabama is there's a report that just came out that shows um, there's, there's a dramatic um, exodus of OBGYNs in certain states throughout the country. And um, this is, a, this is a, um, since the repeal of Roe v. Wade. And Idaho is at the top of the list. Um, there are real-life concerns, obviously, when it comes to this war on women. Uh, and, and unfortunately, uh, many healthcare professionals are leaving certain states to be able to go and practice where they can do what they, in many cases, went to medical school for, and that's to help treat folks. So um, that's something that I, I, I thought, you know, when we, when we talked yesterday about um, the, the impact of, of this decision in Alabama, uh, and we, we kind of got, um, we had a few callers that um, wanted to comment on, you know, uh, when life begins and what's right, what's not right, and, and all that sort of thing. I, I I wanted to make it clear again that, you know, us guys need to stay out of that conversation. We just need to sit on the sidelines and observe and um, and support the women in our lives and the women that we don't know when it comes to that, um, that conversation. So uh, let's see, an explosive device. You guys may have seen this already, but I wanted to lean into it as it relates to this same conversation. An explosive device was detonated yesterday um, in Alabama. Um, outside, it was outside of the Attorney General's office in Alabama. Um, and they re- actually revealed it on Monday, I apologize, and it was detonated outside the, the office building uh, over the weekend. No one was hurt, and officials are carrying out uh, an investigation still ongoing. Um, it was set out, it, w- it was set off, um, and the the uh, folks in that in that uh, AG's office said that they they aren't certain and have no evidence to say that this device had anything to do with the controversial ruling on vitro infertilization. Um, but they also did not uh, they did not uh, decline to say that it that it did or um, that it did not. So I think that the the possibility is there. We don't know. It's speculation, but it is something that, that um, they're looking into. Um, so we're going to talk about the election or the, talk about last night's uh, results in Michigan. But one of the things that I also notice is that uh, there are more and more Democratic leaders that on a state level, and you know, I've talked about this as part of our platform in terms of uh, progressive movement forward, is winning the White House, holding the Senate, if not growing it, and flipping the House of Representatives, but also making sure that we are hitting our hitting our numbers when it comes to state 
uh, state house races and uh, the Democratic leaders throughout the country, the, Demo- the Democratic Legislative Campaign Committee, is really arming themselves uh, to go after more of these state elections, state level elections, because they recognize that that's the baseline of how we do uh, protect democracy when it comes to what happens on a state level. If the Supreme Court is going to be pushing more decisions, quote unquote, back to the states, then we re- we really have to have a Democratic um, leadership both on the DNC level and on the certainly on the state level that's going to lean into a more robust way of winning these seats. So they're, they're putting together a six-year plan to co- control half of the state legislatures in the country by 2030. And that's, a, that's an ambitious stra- um, plan, but it, it, it's one that needs to happen. And it's, it shows to some extent that um, the Democratic uh, operating machine and in this case, the Democratic Legislative Campaign Committee is leaning into the fact that we have to have um, we have to play the long game or at least the middle game when it comes to uh, these state house races. So I'm, I'm happy to see that. And the the um, the the data is showing that in states that have have over the last three national election cycles uh, been more red, that those states on a state level are moving purple, which means that some of this work is starting to take hold. Um, hey, guys, the number is 773-763-9278. This is Choose Views. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. You're listening to Choose Views with Richard Chu on WCPT 820, Chicago's progressive talk. Hey guys, we're back. The number is 773-763-9278. I'm Richard Chu and this is Chu's Views, obviously on WCPT. Happy to be here on this uh, Wednesday morning, as I said to Henry. Um, we're going to lean into the, uh, the Michigan results and, um, I had, uh, one of my, uh, stat, um, pieces that uh, I wanted to go over with you guys. But, um, as we are winding down this, annual Black History Month, and as I have always said, Black History is American history. Um, some really cool uh, little little uh, snip, uh, snippets that I came across that I thought were cool in terms of inventions. Uh, the automatic cutoff switch, Granville T. Woods, uh, the inventor of that. Let's see what else is out there. Um, the blood plasma bag, Charles Drew. Many of you may know that, uh, that if you, it, particularly if you went to medical school or know someone that did uh, Dr. Charles Drew, um, the clothes dryer, George T. Simpson, that Samson, that's an important one to me because, um, I'm, I'm a, I'm the laundry guy. Um, the doorknob and the doorstop, Osborne Dorsey. What a cool name. Osborne Dorsey invented that. Um, the egg beater, Willie Johnson. Just a few others that I came across. I'm always looking for little fun, fun pieces. The gas mask. Now, I don't know if we're talking about the gas mask or the gas mask, but uh, Garrett Morgan. And last but not least today, uh, one of my favorites, the golf tee, George T. Grant. So for me as a so-called golfer, uh, I've known that one for a while. All right, guys. Um, so President Biden and uh, Donald Trump did win their primaries in um, in Michigan. And um, one of my pieces, data pieces isn't coming up, but I fortunately have a little bit of a photographic memory. Um, so I'm not going to talk about Trump and his win. I'm going to write this down because I don't want to lose it. So uh, President Biden got, uh, according to my numbers, 
676,000 votes in the state of Michigan. Um, about 100,000 were uncommitted. Uh, and Marion Wilson, Williamson and um, Phillips got roughly 22,000 each from what, I, from what I read earlier this morning. Okay, so the uncommitted. I'm just going to dive right into this because it's something that I'm a little, I'm, I'm perturbed about. Uh, not that there, that people can have an uncommitted vote, vote. And I want you guys to call in on this one because this is going to be one where we may have some heavy debate on it today. And that's good. That's good for what we do as progressives. So the conversation around uncommitted has been on the, the table. It's been out there for weeks now because it's tied to um, the attack that took place in uh, Israel by the terrorist group Hamas. Okay. Um, unless you are there, you may, okay. Um, I'm going to bring the hammer today. You have family in, in the Middle East, whether they be in Israel, whether they be in Gaza, the greater Palestine area. Um, and you've lost people of this 30,000 folks that have been as many Palestinian Palestinians in the U S and Muslims in the U S have said have been bombed by, uh, by Israel and with the assistance of the U S Okay, because as a result of funding, I'm not going to be an expert in this space. I'm going to be a common sense person in this space. I'm really good in common sense. I'm not an expert in anything, but my common sense reigns high. So, guys, this is this is where I stand on this. And it's it it could be it could be adjusted. uh, But this is where I stand. We have to be super mindful of this uncommitted vote to send a message to President Biden I don't think that this this is the this is the part that I, I laugh at. People want to complain about President Biden's age. I don't think an eighty one year old man needs a message sent to him by anybody. I think he's fully darn sure aware of what's going on in the Middle East, probably with a little bit more detail than even somebody who's lost family members, second or third cousins or first cousins in this incident in the in, in Gaza and Israel. I'm pretty certain he probably has access to data of what's going on there. And it probably pains the hell out of him to see it and hear the reports and hear what people are saying about what he should and should not do. I have gone on record to say that ceasefire should be happening, should have happened. And that's not controlled by Joe Biden or Kamala Harris or Donald Trump for that matter. Okay. Um, Billy Joel's song, We Didn't Start the Fire, is appropriate here. The flames been burning since the world was turning. world was turning. So when it comes to this conversation and my common sense approach, ceasefire and yes, maybe funds should be restricted or reduced without knowing the details of how those funds are being allocated. That's where a lot of people are frustrated. And many of those people are not just from the Muslim community in the United States of America. I'm frustrated with frustrated with that. And as I've said, uh, along with Eric Grant on a family meeting, they all need to stop. Okay. That's I want to be perfectly clear about that. I'm not wavering on that. And you can be supportive of Palestinian people. They're human beings and not be someone that's against Israelis or the Jewish community in a greater measure. You can be supportive of Israelis and the Jewish community and not be haters of Palestinians. Okay, there are some specific people that are causing this and keeping this hell going. My father used to say there's some S-H-I, and I won't spell the rest of the word, in the game. Okay? And in this case, there is. 
I had to pause my words for a second. So this is something that I kind of put together because I knew we were going to, that this conversation was going to come forward. 676,000 people voted for President Biden in this primary, 100,000 uncommitted. The 22 for, uh, for Marion and, and for uh, Phillips, okay, uh, that's equally problematic for me. Uh, because if many of those people are committed, but they're not, and they're speaking, at least they're speaking to the candidate that they want to see. Okay. But the uncommitted, um, what kind of message do you think you're trying to send? I mean, I want to know what, the, what you, what do you think your vote is saying that President Biden doesn't already get and understand? He shouldn't be, um, he should be acting, have acted faster or be acting faster. Okay. I can get with you on that. But let me tell you something, and I want this to be, be very, very clear. Joe Biden is not responsible for the actions that are taking place in the Middle East. The financial uh, assistance that we are providing, we're providing financial assistance to other countries uh, throughout the globe. Okay? Bibi is responsible for the actions of Israel. Bibi and his cabinet are, not Joe Biden. And I'm with Cliff Schechter. I have Palestinian friends. And if you guys don't know who Cliff Schechter, uh, Cliff Schechter is, he will be um, one of our guests uh, next uh, the, the week following. But Google Cliff Schechter. He's a very strong um, a progressive voice. And he and I have talked about this um, on and, and we shared we shared uh, information and data around this. I have Palestinian friends and Jewish friends and distant relatives, frankly, who have lost family in Gaza and Israel. Okay. I've said this on this show in the family meeting that we should have should have already been holding back some of the funding. But stop calling President Biden a baby killer and genocide Joe. I'm I'm sick of people saying that. Okay? No matter what community you're from, sons being straight white Christian GOP male, if you mess around with your vote in the general election, you're gonna be the first on the list to be deported by the new Trump administration. You watch and see. And I don't want you to have to watch and see that happen. I don't want that to happen to anybody. So there's the, the, the uncommitted vote to send a message is a waste of time because President Biden already knows what has to happen. He's fully aware of the problem that this has caused. He's fully aware of the people who are hurt by this in the United States and across the globe. There's other people outside. Of, there's people outside of the United States that are Palestinian, Muslim, Arab community uh, members, they have family members that are equally in pain from this. This is a global issue. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't see um, you doing the same. I, 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 I'm my, my, my frustration is this. I'm going to put it in, in, in terms of the best I can with numbers. Okay. I would want to ask the question. So Donald Trump was the president when COVID first hit. Okay. And let's just say that two-thirds of the people that, that passed away as a result of COVID passed away during the first wave of, of the deaths from COVID. And we know there were a lot. We saw the body bags. It was equally painful to see the body bags of Americans, of, of medical workers, of children, of older people during COVID when Trump was in office. So my question is, how many of the folks of our Muslim community were lost during the height of COVID 
as a result of our administration and its actions or inactions, how many people were lost that we have a tabulation on? Was it 5,000? Was it 10,000? What was the number? And then I want to overlay that with how many people who are of the Muslim community that are using their uncommitted vote to send a message to Joe Biden. How many of you showed up and voted for Donald Trump in the 2020 election and you didn't have an uncommitted vote or a show of we're going to send Donald Trump a message for what he didn't do in terms of managing COVID better to save our Muslim uh, brothers in the United States that died as a result of his inaction? See, I said to you guys before, um, I, I feel kind of, um, I feel committed to talk about this without the fear of what people are going to say about me talking about it. Because I look at things from a common sense, literal standpoint. If you feel that your uncommitted vote is your way of sending a message to Joe Biden, okay, knock yourself out. But trust me. You need to you need to pull your, your shorts up before the general election, because if you mess around in a, in a state like Michigan, which was a, a, a victory, but a narrow victory in the 2020 election, you mess around and, and play this game then. And Donald Trump slips in the office. He's already said what he's going to do. Gaza's a parking lot and he's going to start deporting the same people that say that they need to send Joe Biden a message. So guess what? Those of you who I've seen posts on the Internet and whatnot, posts on social media about, you know, Biden's awful and we need to let him know he needs to. I get all of that. And I'm being repetitive for a reason. So that you hear my message. You need to cut this mess out by the general election. You can say everything you want. And you actually need to cut it out now. Let's, let's just be honest. Because what happens is it's like a magnet. There's going to be people who are going to be drawn to this message. I need to send a message to Joe Biden. I need to. And the next thing you know, there's going to be enough people. This is how this is how it's going to work. There are going to be people on the right that are going to be saying, look at what Joe Biden is causing in the Muslim community in the United States of America. And the people who are independents are going to look at that and go, yeah, he's he's awful. He's all that's going to happen. I'm telling you. Because I know how people think when it comes to this. Sometimes people are suckers and they don't listen and they don't use their common sense. And yes, this morning I am preaching about this because I'm frustrated that people are not using their common sense. You can have your protest vote all you want to. But at some point you're going to have to straighten up and fly right or you will be at the head of the list, front of the line when it comes to that scary scary a possibility of Donald Trump being elected again because people decided to send Joe Biden a message. He's a grown ass 81 year old man. I don't think you need to send him a message. I think he gets it. I think he has the people around him that are saying to him, President Biden, we need to deal with this. We need to deal with this. Your vote isn't sending a message that he doesn't already know about. Give me a break. So I, you know, I knew I was going to lean into this today because um, part of my job is to have fun with this show, to talk about things that are important to all of us, to talk about things that are inspiring to all of us. So the, the flip side of my moment of venting here is to take the positive out of this. And my hope is that those who are in the president's ear 
and I don't mean the 100,000 people who did who had their uncommitted vote, but I hope the people that are in the president's ear, starting with Vice President Harris on down throughout the administration and the cabinet members, are, are leaning into this. But doggone it, lean, um, make sure that when you're in the president's ear that you're letting him know that this is one of many things that has to get done. And our relationships in the Middle East have to have to improve. And the president's experience there is one of the things that I, that is that's kind of his superpower in this space. So the uncommitted folks in, in, in Dearborn, Michigan, and the uncommitted potentials in other parts of the country um, that are of our great, wonderful Muslim community. Listen, y'all, I got family that have died over the years because of actions throughout the globe. And I didn't decide to have an uncommitted vote or a protest vote to prove a point. I looked at the greater, the bigger, the bigger picture and the greater good and said, we have to lean into this at the same, in the same direction at the same time. And that's kind of my little mantra. So we have to take a break so I can take a breath and you all can hear our wonderful commercials. The number is 773-763-9278. This is Choose Views and we'll be right back. It's Choose View with Richard Chu on WCPT 820, where facts matter. Hey guys, we're back. This is Choose Views. The number is 773-763-9278. I'm Richard Chu, and I am the thankful, uh, humble host of this show and glad to be here with my man Henry, who just got his uh, his first cup of brew. Smells good in the studio. Um, so guys, listen, uh, I had to have that rant. And it may happen again. Chances are it will. Because I'm not trying to lose this election at all. I'm not trying to lose the Senate. I'm not trying to lose the House of Representatives or not flip it. And I'm certainly not trying to lose any of the state houses, state um, uh, legislature races. I'm not, I'm not down with that. I'm just not. I'm, I'm tired of... Folks whining and complaining about stuff rather than rolling up their sleeves and get into diving into the deep end of the pool. Um, that's what we have as a responsibility as progressives. We have that. And it isn't about protest voting. It's about protesting with action. It's about protesting and saying, all right, what are we going to do? I would rather see people who are protesting and rather than ranting, I'd rather see people say, what can I do to help this situation? Rather than just, I'm going to protest vote. I mean, you know, grow up. And, and, I, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you know, I'm going to keep leaning into this, guys, because I'm passionate about it. And I want you to be as well. Um, my goal is, you know, to empower passionate progressives so we can move things forward. That's put the, you know, the base of the word, progress. So let's get about doing that. And uh, an, uncomm- an uncommitted vote is actually regressive. Because it's saying I'm going to stay stuck on stupid. I'm just calling it as I see it. I'm using my common sense. All right. So here's a bit of, bit of choose. Uh, one of, I said to you guys on Monday. Monday's a budget tip. Wednesday will be a what I'll call a choose views bit of useless information. And Friday I'll get another little fun thing for you. So here's choose views useless of useless bit of information for Wednesday. And I'm going to call it hail to the chiefs since this is an election year. Did you guys know that there has never been a president of the United States that served uh, in the Air Force or the Marines? I didn't know that, but this is a useless bit of information. No president, no president has ever been an only child. How about that? 
And here's one last little bit. Thomas Jefferson was the first president to be inaugurated in the White House. So how about that for some useless information on this Wednesday, February 28th. 2024. How about that? So guys, um, we have um, some really interesting other data that I wanted to share with you guys as we're talking about um, elections and and who's voting for whom. So this is a little little bit of data that came out um, that I thought was interesting as a parallel to what's happening in this conversation around voting. Joe Biden won in the 2020 election. Um, He won the Jewish vote by a 56 point margin. 77% 77% of the voting of the of the share went to Joe Biden. 21% went to Donald Trump. Now, interestingly enough, when people talk about what black voters are doing, or we, as we lean into what's happening in, in areas like Dearborn, Michigan, what the that community is doing, I, I haven't really heard a lot of conversation on what the Jewish vote will be like in the 2024 election, but this comes from the Jewish Democratic Council of America. And Joe Biden received... Um, I'm sorry, Donald Trump received the smallest share of the Jewish vote by any Republican in 20 years. So that should tell you something. You don't hear that on mainstream media because it's not something that, you know, people want to talk about. It's more hyperbolic to talk about what black folks ain't doing in the next election coming up or to talk about the the um, the how the issue in Gaza is is affecting Muslim voters in the United States. So I just, you know. I got I got um, I got a little fun, you know, a little frustrated on some things. So I said, all right, how am I going to arm myself? I'm going to do some research and we're going to pull some numbers. So um, we did. Did we hit the, the, the we did hit the break? OK, all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute, we missed the break. No, we didn't. Henry would have thrown something at me. Um, so listen, guys, I want to um, in this conversation about elections and 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 candidates, I want to lean into something else that I think uh, you guys might. Um, want to hear and we've got a clip that um, I'm not quite sure how old this I think I'm not sure exactly how old it is but it is one that I think is relevant uh, because it comes from a former vice presidential candidate and speaker um, so let's hit him with this uh, Paul Ryan clip if we can uh, Henry now I'm hoping we get past Donald Trump by say January <laughs> you know after Iowa New Hampshire maybe South Carolina um, if you're a betting person, if you go to the Vegas odds, I'm sure they're saying he's probably get the nomination. I still think there's a reasonable chance he doesn't get the nomination. There's two reasons I don't think Trump should be, should be the nominee or president. One is the second reason is we lose with this guy. I mean, he won, he won in 2016. We lost the House. We lost 20. The presidency. We lost the Senate. Then we lost the Senate again in 2022. We lost... 10 to 15 seats in 2022 in the House because of him. Do you think those suburban voters like Donald Trump more since January 6th? I mean, good grief. They didn't vote for him this last time. They're not going to vote for him again. So I try to make more of a practical argument to would-be Trump supporters that we lose with the guy. Pick somebody else. Um, look, I'm, I'm an old-school guy. I guess I'm old-fashioned. I think leaders should endeavor to be honest, ethical, moral people who try to set standards for themselves and lead by example the rest of the country. Donald Trump doesn't try to do any of that. He does the opposite of it, frankly. So I just don't think he's fit for the job. Okay. 
So uh, I apologize for the ominous music that was in there. I don't control that part. But uh, at the end of the day, what Paul Ryan said is is true. Donald Trump's a loser. He's lost them seats, uh, Senate and House, and probably some state legislatures if we were to pull the data. But that, to me, is where, you know, Republicans need to be. And he said it best. Do you think that independent suburban female voters are going to vote for this guy? And he didn't even bring into the conversation or to his point some of the legislation that's changed, i.e. Dobbs, as a result of Trump. Uh, I mean, he's he's openly said, you know, I, that I, I'm the one that that's that, that caused that to, to end. So. Paul Ryan leans into this. They know they need another dude or do that. They need another candidate. However. The Republicans, the, the current GOP is still riding with this loser. And from a legislative standpoint, they're being held up from doing the stuff that they should be doing for the country because, you know, you got uh, uh, Mike Johnson running down the Mar-a-Lago during the, the congressional break or the House break to go get his marching orders from Donald Trump. So due to this, you know, sort of, I guess you could say the, 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 the power of this clip from Paul Ryan is he speaks to what he wants to see the Republican Party be. Um, but he he does it in a way that is more credible than most other voices, frankly, because he's not running for office. And so I get that, you know, in, in the in the cauldron of running for for an office, you're going to say certain things to go after your candidate. He did it when he was running for vice president. Uh, but at the same time, you know, you got to understand that when someone can just speak the truth, you got to listen to it. And this is the truth. This is his his numbers. I'm sorry, not his numbers. His statements were bullet points based on things that have actually happened. The losses that they've had since Donald Trump has been on the scene. It's been um, um, midterm, general, midterm. They keep losing. They're going to lose again. Now. I wanted to layer that up against something else that I found kind of interesting. Um, you hear this conversation about Biden old, Biden old, Biden old from mainstream media. And we're all talking about it. We're all, everybody, you know, it, it's out there. Um, so when I hear this, it's like, oh, it should be Gavin Newsom. Oh, it should be, you know, uh, uh, Amy Klobuchar. It should be um, uh, Governor Whitmer. You know, then they, they people laundry lists but what I want to know is, who is a nominee, who is a replacement for Trump if he has to exit the race? Okay, if, if, if Biden is too old, then how old, how not too old is Donald Trump? Okay, I'll trade, I'll trade the old of Biden against the corrupt of, of Trump. And so Republicans and, and undecided independents, you can't. You can't give uh, head fake me or okie doke me on, well, you know, he's a good businessman and he's done these three things for business. The dude's failed in that in that space. It's proven that he's failed. And I'll be doggone if someone's going to say, yeah, but the judges. No, 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 no. The data is is real. This dude is a failure in business. So you can't use that as well. He's a good businessman. And and I'm talking to independents right now who are still undecided. You can't use that as your as your um, your bullet point. So what else do you have? He sucked at at foreign policy. Okay, um, he mishandled COVID. I mean, there's some college students that could have done a better job of handling COVID than Trump did. It's the truth. 
just using common sense because today is Common Sense Wednesday. So, what's who's the replacement? That so when the republic when independents look at why I'm still undecided, you have you have to ask a question. If Donald Trump's not the Republican candidate and you're still undecided as to if you're not going to vote for Biden, maybe I'll give a look at Trump again. If that's where you are, let's take him out of the equation for a second and then ask the question: Who is the next candidate on the right that's going to represent the country? And I don't see the person because all of the ones that would be the potentials have fallen on their face. So the Republican Party needs an overhaul, which is what Paul Ryan was basically saying. We have failed as a party at having candidates that are really going to be about getting things done. And so as much as I'm talking up President Biden today, I'm also talking to independents to say, look, they don't have anybody that's 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 leaning into your permanent interest. They just don't. So stop monkeying around, whether you be the uncommitted voters in in Muslim communities in the United States and specifically um, right now, Dearborn with Michigan's um, primary or anywhere else in the country. Or if you're an independent suburban voter in the country or a rural voter, stop messing around. Uh, you know, just stop playing. Donald Trump failed at business. He failed at, at, at handling foreign, our, 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 much of our foreign um, uh, affairs. He failed at handling COVID. Tell me what he succeeded at. I want to know what he's, he failed at the damn wall. What has he succeeded at? Nobody can tell me. I ask people all the time, give me three things that Trump, that Trump did for you, that specifically he did to help you. Give me three. Y'all can't do it. I'm talking to independents who are still undecided and these, quote, uncommitted voters. Tell me what he did for you. Okay? I, I, I'd love to hear it. The, the, the vote, in the, the tax bill in 2017, that's about to bite people in the behind coming up in 2025. It is. That's, that's based on the, um, oh gosh, the, the department, uh, it'll come to me in a second. But the point I'm making is I want to see what he's done. By comparison to what Joe Biden has done, Donald Trump talked about it's it's uh, it's um, it's infrastructure day. He always had a label for something. It's going to be he didn't do a damn thing with infrastructure, and he had the opportunity to do it. With even the Democrats in the House that that were leading the House wanted to have a bill approved for infrastructure, Trump didn't get it done. And so everybody's running around complaining about the the, the southern border. When we come back from a break, I'm going to lean into that a little bit because I don't want to blow through this break because I'm hot today. The number is 773-763-9278. This is Choose Views, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Choose Views with Richard Chu on WCPT 820, Chicago's progressive talk. Hey, guys, we're back. This is Choose Views. The number is 773-763-9278, and I'm Richard Chu. Um, I'm hot this morning. <laughs> but for a good reason. Uh, I know we've got some callers we're going to get to in a little bit, but I want to finish out, finish up on this um, uh, this part of the conversation. So, who would the nominee be? Who would there? Who would your who would your candidate be if Trump had to step aside because he gets uh, indicted, put in prison? Who would be the person that's going to follow him if he had an illness that he couldn't run? Okay, so that's a question that the Republican uh, that the, that Republicans have to ask themselves. And and frankly, independents have to ask themselves this question, too. That's kind of what Paul Ryan was talking about. 
And, you know, and candidly, why did it take, um, you know, crazy Donald Trump for, you know, much of America to realize what, you know, progressives have been saying for the longest time? Um, we've been sounding the warning from the African-American community for decades that we have some systemic problems. And just because Donald Trump became the president in 2016 because people didn't listen to what we've been saying for decades, um, it is it, it doesn't mean that what we said wasn't accurate. Because now here we are, wash, rinsing and repeating all over again. He's back at the top of the ticket for the Republican Party. OK, not because a dude is a great business person. Yeah, that's what the people are trying to say that's the reason for voting for him, but it's not. It just isn't. So when we talk about this and we just look at policy and we look at what's a, what is, a, what is um, uh, the president not being able to get done, meaning Joe Biden, what is President Biden not been able to get done? What is it that Congress, specifically Republicans, have not been able to get done? <sighs> Mike Johnson, as I said a moment ago, long sigh, rather than getting a border deal done and a budget deal done and moving forward, he's taking his orders from Donald Trump. He just is. How could you, how could you as a citizen, this is, this is what's crazy about the uncommitted vote. And I'm, I'm just, I have no tolerance for this anymore. This is what's crazy about this uncommitted vote as it relates to what the house of representatives, the Republicans are doing. You want to have an uncommitted vote, and and at this, but at the same time, you're not upset enough to really force the members of your House of Representatives in the state of Michigan to do a better job and make sure that they're voting to get this border deal done. They're voting for to make sure that we get the money that's needed for Ukraine and, by the way, the Middle East. You're so concerned about an uncommitted vote to send Joe Biden a message. How about sending your representatives that are Republican in the state of Michigan a message that says, stop taking your damn orders from Donald Trump. Force Mike Johnson's hand, get a vote to the floor so we can get something done. How about using your power that way rather than trying to send President Biden a doggone message? Okay? Common sense. Understand civics, how this thing, how this game works. But no. We're going to send President Biden an uncommitted message. Okay? Get a grip. The sooner, you, the sooner Republicans and independents lean into getting rid of Donald Trump and his impact on things like a vote for the budget for our country and a budget and the, the, the financing that's needed to help the Middle East and to help Ukraine, the sooner that your party... And those who call themselves independents, you know, suburban independents, the sooner y'all get a grip on that, the sooner that your party will be viewed as a party that has some adults in the room. Not a bunch of whiny children. And I'm calling whiny children those who are complaining without solutions. Okay? The sooner that you can get rid of the Trumpism, get rid of Trump, the sooner you'll get rid of Trumpism. You can chip away at it because you cannot tell me that the people that are, quote unquote, leading your party are really fighting for your permanent interests as Republicans or as so-called independents. I'm going to hold my vote and wait till I see. Give me a break. Speaker Johnson, let, 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 let's just look at the, 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 the brinksmanship, to use President Obama's word, that the Republicans in the House of Representatives are using right now, and specifically Mike Johnson. 
Do you guys know that Tom Swazi, who won his New York District 3 race, not by a landslide, but a hell of a lot of votes. Do y'all know he still hasn't been seated yet? But Mike Johnson could have could send Congress, uh, uh, the House home for two weeks, run down to Mar-a-Lago and kiss Donald Trump's behind. But he couldn't get a duly elected person seated, which is part of his job. And this is what's more, even more knowing about that. The people in New York District 3 voted for Tom Swasey to be their representative, a moderate Democrat. I could give a darn about that. But they voted. The people in that district said, this is who we want representing us. But this knucklehead, Mike Johnson, won't get the man seated. That's a damn shame. So if you want a functioning government, uncommitted voters, start getting on your Republican House representatives in the state of Michigan who are following this knucklehead to do the right thing. Get this man seated so that our government can function in a proper, fair, cogent way. The budget has to be fixed. And if it means some increases in revenue, yes, that means increasing taxes for those who fell asleep during uh, civics class. If that's what has to happen to those that are of a certain income level, and that's over 400000 based on what the details of this budget uh, this tax increase would represent for those who've been following the bouncing ball, then that may be what needs to have to needs to happen. But that budget's got to get taken care of. This kicking it, kicking the can down the road, got to end. And 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 we, I'm hearing some good reports. I guess you can call them good reports that you know they had a good meeting yesterday, and that they're trying to get this thing knocked out so that Friday we don't you know. I mean, do you all know that the people, the first people that are impacted by this budget not getting done. So, by the, again, uncommitted voters, reach out to your Republican representatives and tell them to get this thing done. But do you all know that the people that are that are um, high on the list of who's impacted by this are veterans? Do you all know that? That's another damn shame. We talk and we run around and we dump our chest and, you know, we support our military and we see these doggone commercials on about support our, our vets and all this other craziness. But when it comes down to cutting the nut, um, they don't get this done for them. But yet you hear people talking about, oh, we support the veterans. Got to take care of our veterans. Eric and I have a real, real, you know, hot heat signal on this one. Damn it, if those are, if that's a group of people in our society that, that darn should, should be taken care of quick, fast. When I see homeless veterans, it breaks my dog on heart. Okay? So when this budget doesn't get done, if this budget doesn't get done, they're at the front of the dog on line. Once again, they're taking the shots that some of, mm, Lord, help a brother out this morning. They're taking the shots once again first. Okay? How about the members of our legislatures have to be first in line? If they don't get a budget passed, then the members of the House of Representatives uh, and the Senate, frankly, they're, they're the ones that shouldn't get their check. Not our veterans. 
not those not those people who served this country. So stop telling the lie, Republicans and moderate independents, that you care about our military when you can't push your congressional congressional leaders in your district to get the damn budget done. And to the uncommitted voters trying to send a message, how about you send a message to Congress, send a message to the Republican House of Representative members in your state to get this damn budget done. I'm hot this morning, partly because I just hate us wasting time and and, and resources as a country on this. I I just do, guys. Um, I'm not going to get on this show, on on my show, and BS you guys about everything's happy, great, and good. It will be, it can be, and it should be if we lean in together. But to play these games is uncommitted vote crap. Mm Mm-mm. Use that same energy to get something actually done that can get done right now, and that's that budget. So maybe you uncommitted voters in Michigan should have used your power a little bit differently, and rather than sending President Biden a message, you send the Republican members of the House in your state of Michigan a message to say, get this damn budget done. Maybe you should look at that, too. How many lives are going to be impacted? How many people who make it sick because medical treatment can't get to them because we don't have a budget? Yeah, I understand that 30,000 folks have died in the Middle East because of this crazy-ass war. I get that. But what about the people right here in these United States of America who may not get services that they need because you chose to have an uncommitted vote rather than letting your representatives in the state of Michigan know the Republicans specifically get the budget done? And with that, guys, we are going to hit this break. The number is 773-763-9278. This is Richard Chu, and this these, these are Chu's Views. It's Chu's Views with Richard Chu on WCPT 820, where facts matter. Hey, guys, welcome back to Chu's Views. I'm Richard Chu, and the number is 773-763-9278. We've got a bunch of calls, so uh, let's let's get started. Um Let's grab Dave at Hoffman Estates. Hey, good morning, Dave. Thanks for holding. Uh, how are you doing today? Well, I survived the storm. It didn't hit that hard, but I blew by. It's like Palatine and that later. But the, uh, so he said, like, we didn't start the fire. I'm a little bit more inclined to think with the country ripping apart at the seams, Gaza, um, Ukraine, and China. I'm more inclined to believe the... Uh, we're on the eve of destruction by Barry Maguire. <laughs> wow, that was good. That was that was really good. <laughs> about the, about the uncommitted, I, I I read where I was seeing that um, they had garnered enough votes to to get three electoral votes in Michigan. Yeah, I know. It's a dangerous. It's a slippery slope. It really yeah, is. It's, and, a, uh, it's a slippery slope. The um. When you mentioned like, the blood plasma, did you ever see that episode of MASH where that uh, one guy was a redneck, he wanted, he said good blood and all of that, and they went through, you know, on it. And at the end, they were telling him that the, the man who had invented, you know, the, the process of blood, you get the blood plasma, that he died from a car accident because they wouldn't give him a transfusion of blood. I didn't so, see that episode. I was an off and on... Um uh, watcher of uh, of Mash, um, but I do know that they had they do they did hit on some topics that a lot of people didn't realize what the what was between the lines. So um, 
No, I didn't. See, I didn't see that one. No, that was very good because I mean, because he wanted like a right back from the south and that, and uh, yeah, and he wanted Nick Reed was going to get the good blood. He said, and uh, so they started when he was asleep, and they were painting him up with iodine. <laughs> <laughs> I got to look for now that you said that. I got to find some time to. I get, hey, Dave, I tell you yeah. what's 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 what is the, the kiss of death. I don't mean this in a negative way, but this can, no, can eat no. up some time real quickly, and that is to go on YouTube. And pull up stuff from the past. Oh my goodness, it's a dangerous talk about going down the rabbit hole. Um, you know, the next thing I know, you'll be looking for an episode of Mash, and I'll be watching, you know, episodes of Sanford and Son and Beretta on on YouTube yeah. of all places. <laughs> so yeah, cool. And um, with that guy with uh, Netanyahu and that here, he's been you know pouring cold water on that, you know. Uh, any kind of progress for a ceasefire deal, you know. And, yeah. you know, President Biden, he desperately needs, to, you know, this to kind of win back, you know, the Arab and Muslim and young vote about, you know, what's been going on over in Gaza. And uh, he's had to remember back about um, when uh, President Jimmy Carter had the same thing happen with him that time when he kept, you know, dealing and stuff like that with Iran. Yeah, and they kept you know playing him, and you know basically, and then Ronald Reagan and his people behind the scenes under undercut him and undermined him. Yep, held, and, the, held the hostages till after the uh, the conventions, and then that, leaning into the uh, yeah. When he got sworn in, I just kind of figure this is kind of in a sense, not totally, but in a sense where history is uh, is imitating itself. I worry about that too, and 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 I, I am concerned about, um, and I've said this before about the impact of protests this summer with the DNC being uh, the convention being held here. Um, I think we're in a stronger position than we were in 1968 as it relates to you know candidacy, but um, we know what happened there because of the the protests of the Vietnam War um, and how that impacted um, that election. So. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that the DNC has their head together um, and head on straight about how they're going to navigate the, um, the next six months leading up to that. But yeah, Dave, I appreciate your um, your, your uh, comments on hey, that. Richard? Hey, what's up? Go yeah. ahead. Before I clear, um, the, uh, you're, a, you're a great reader of books, correct? I'm pretty decent. I'm pretty decent. Okay. Well, and you mentioned 1968. Well. There's a book that was written by, he was a former reporter, now he's retired, but the Jules Whitcover called Revisiting 19, uh, The Year the Dream Died, Revisiting 1968 in America. Okay, I'm writing it down. Who was the author again? Jules, J-U-L-E-S, and then Whitcover, W-I-T-C-O-V-E-R. Oh, I've heard of, yes, I've heard of that author before. I just wrote it down. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to Google it. And um, I'm a reader of books, and sometimes I don't read cover to cover. I read sections of books. I, I'll just admit to okay. that. But I will, uh, I'll Google that or go to Amazon and see if I can grab a copy of it. Because uh, I, yeah, I, I love reading about history well, as much as anything. Because uh, it talked later on when Bobby Kennedy got in and called the blacks loved it. You know, he was for them. Yeah. And it's hot. And just, well, anyway, I don't, you know, you got others I've been waiting for. Anywho, that's why I thought I'd, you know, touch base and I wanted to let you know about that book. Cause Perfect. I will, uh, book. I will definitely he Google it and try to find others, it. Like, yeah, he did one on Biden too, so. Okay. But anyway, you'll have a whole list of them. All right, <laughs> have a good one, Richard. All right, Dave, have a great day.
my man Dave. Uh, let's go to Kurt in Ohio. Kurt, you got some useless presidential information? Let me hear it. Okay, well, first of all, uh, 1940, 1968, 1996, what do they all have in common? Oh, come on, man. Why are you doing this to me this morning? You know I don't have any earthly idea. Okay, 1946, what was it again? No, 1940, 1968, and 1996. 96, okay. Oh, man. All right. I'm going to say, teacher, I need help. I'm going to raise my hand and ask for help with the answers. All three years, in addition to this year, had their Democratic National Conventions held in Chicago. Oh, and just like and just like this year, all three of those years, the uh, presidential election was held on November fifth. Um, so FDR won in nineteen forty yeah. re-election. Bill Clinton won in nineteen ninety six re-election. Um, and of course, you know, Richard Nixon won because he committed treason in 1968 to win that election over Hubert Humphrey, which is only by three tenths of a percent. Right. But, you know, we're only splitting hairs there. Um, Jimmy Carter was the first president to be born in a hospital in 1924. Golly. Okay. So I opened up a can of worms with my man, Kurt. Uh, uh, <laughs> also, which president, which president was actually born a king? Oh, born a king. Yep. Gee, Monetti. I'm going to guess that, that, well, that would have to be one of the first five presidents, I'm guessing. Nope. Nope. Wait. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Which president was born a king? The United States president was born a king. Uh, somebody with the last name. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Gerald Ford. His, his birth name was Leslie King Jr. Oh, gee. I knew it because I, I was thinking, like, there's got to be a name yeah. re, 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 yeah. relative to your, to your question. But I was like, yeah. I know that there's no president was named King, but now I get it. Yes. Yeah. And then in 1992, George H.W. Bush, Bill Clinton, and Ross Perot. Yeah. Because I... Because I'm left-handed and I noticed this stuff. All three of those major candidates were left-handed. Yeah, that I did know about them. Um, and uh, but you know, um, oh by the way, hi Karen from Chicago. Um, <laughs> well, but, um, I'll, I'll, I'll baton that hello to her uh, if she's listening this morning. Um, yeah. And then also, as far as Trump goes, yeah, he failed at business. Well, actually, who said this? I failed at business. Can't sing, can't dance. Gotta let no account sons of you know what steal so I can do stuff that needs doing. Which future president said that? Future president? Yep. Um, <laughs> Joe Biden. <laughs> nope. Harry Truman. Because he was a failed haberdasher. Uh, because if, that's because right. If you remember from your history, he wanted to integrate the military after World War II. Yep. And the white Southern Democrats at the time, which would now be your white Southern Republicans today, said, what gets me is how did a man as smart as Franklin Roosevelt make a damn failed haberdasher his vice president? Yeah, that's uh, there's some great historical. um, Oh, that's uh, the other thing about Truman. He's the only president in the 20th century who never went to college. That see, I I knew Kurt. I didn't expect I'd open up a can of worms with my useless information that well, I'm going to do every Wednesday. Richard. But I have but to. I'll tell you something, Richard. I actually do some freelance for an old time radio company out in Kansas that does historical stuff, and I have actually helped build audio collections of every president from Calvin Coolidge. 
to Joe Biden, wow. <laughs> as well as every presidential election from 1940 to 2020. And now I'm working on my 2024 one as well. But, you know, I've done other historical things like Kent State or the Cuban Missile Crisis. I've actually finished the Vietnam War and the Korean War. Look, man, um, you get listen, let me let me give you this tip and we got to jump to. We got to jump to this break, but obviously I know you're going to call back with more stuff because you and I'll have this fun. But Kurt, you got to you got to hook up with um, Ken uh, Ken. What's his dude's name? Ken Burns. Is that his name? Uh, yeah, Ken Burns. You got to you got to you got to reach out to him because you guys are doing some similar work. Obviously, he's well, blown Steve up. Was but the, Steve, what a Kent State University college education got me. I get to call Richard Chu and be on Chu's views. Man, my man, Kurt. Well, listen, man, have a great day today, and uh, I hope you guys don't catch any of this weather that we got oh, here. Oh, we got it at 2 o'clock this morning. Oh, you did? <laughs> all right, everybody's safe. Yeah. yeah, my dog went under the bed, but other than that, it was all good. Cool. All right, man, have a great day today. Be safe, and thanks for calling in. That was hilarious. That was hilarious. Well, listen, guys, we're going to hit this quick break. The number is 773-763-9278. This is Choose Views, and we'll be right back. It's Choose Views with Richard Chu on WCPT 820, Chicago's progressive talk. Hey, guys, we're back. This is Choose Views. I'm Richard Chu, and welcome this morning if you're just tuning in. Um, so, yeah, we, 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 uh, we turned the temperature up this morning with regard to this conversation around uncommitted um, votes um, in Michigan and a few other items as it relates to where you really should be putting your energy, and that's toward getting the Republicans in the House of Representatives to get a doggone budget passed. Um, okay. Uh, da, 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 da. What I wanted is, is this being Wednesday um, and Purple Plan Wednesday, if you will, I wanted to chat a little bit about some things that, um, some information I wanted to provide you guys to, to stay on point. So, as I said from the beginning of me starting this new show, which I'm super excited that we have and to be, to be able to reach out to you guys, is I wanted to bring you um, some conversation around what we can do to help in elections outside of your immediate area um, that are on a federal level and on a state and local level. So here are a couple of uh, races that you guys should pay attention to. And do what you can to be involved. And what I what I also want to kind of uh, tease something that's going to happen um, Friday morning. We're going to have a guest uh, caller, um, Allison Longenbaugh, who is one of the new members of the Naperville City Council. Will be calling in to talk a little bit about some of the work that she's been doing now that she's been elected. It's almost a year, uh, but also some of the things that she's been doing from a campaign standpoint. Uh, outside of uh, her immediate area. So you'll want to check that out on Friday morning. Uh, I think she'll be on at 645, but I'll let you guys know for certain again tomorrow. But anyhow, here are a couple of races that I want you guys to pay attention to. Starting with Sean Harris, who's running for governor in Georgia. Now, we understand that that, that's been a tricky race. It's been a tough race, the, the, the governor's race in Georgia the last two cycles. It's been a tough one to win. Um, and, but I, I do see based on some of the numbers that Georgia is moving more purple. It isn't fully there yet. However, uh, Sean Harris is running for governor in, in, uh, in Georgia, the state of Georgia. His office can be reached. His campaign office can be reached at 678-944-8479. Again, that's 678-944-8479. I'm giving you guys this information, but all you have to do, you well know this, is Google the person's name 
and the race, and then you can pull all this information yourself. But I want to do what I promised. Uh, his his website address is www. Sean for Georgia dot com, and Sean is spelled S H A W N. You can also um, reach one of his staff members, Renee R E N E E at Sean for Georgia dot com. And with all of the candidates that I'm going to turn you guys on to, you can go to Act Blue and put that person's name in, and you can contribute money to their campaign. So, um, Sean Harris for governor in Georgia. Will Rollins is running for California District 41. Info at votewillrollins.com and Act Blue as well. That's a district that we, we could win that one. Um, this is a name that you guys may be familiar with already, but if not, I'll, I'll bring it up again. Adam Frisch, F-R-I-S-C-H, is running again for Colorado's 3rd District. Obviously, you can reach out to him at his website, uh, www.adamforcolorado.com. That's the district that he narrowly lost to, to uh, Lauren uh, Bobert. I won't tease or say anything sarcastic about her this morning. Adam Frisch is a, is is running again, and even though Borbert's sort of carpet back to another district, this is one that's gettable for us. So if you can help in that race, go to Act Blue, contact his web, uh, contact his uh, campaign office simply by going to his website, um, or you know, as I said a moment ago, googling his name. And uh, the information will pop up. This is a race that you guys can get involved in. This is a gettable one. Uh, as is Will Rollins in California, District 41. And then last but not least um, is my man Harry Dunn, Officer uh, Harry Dunn, who, as you guys know by now, he's become kind of legendary for the way in which he uh, directed, protected um, members of the House of Representatives and the Senate during the insurrection terrorist act on january 6th uh harry dunn is running for the maryland district three um uh in that race um harry dunn it's uh d-u-n-n for congress.com is his website and again you can go to act blue and find out more information about how to get involved in his race that's three house seats if we got those three house seats man that would be pretty doggone powerful and I think we, we, we need to be be fully aware of that. So I'm, I've got a little bit more information I'm going to share with you guys. Where I get some of my data on house races and things that we're doing is uh, a website, excuse me, that's called frontline.dcc3cs.org. Again, frontline.dcc.org. So frontline is the, is the D, um, the DCCC's tested program to ensure Democratic members of Congress from the most competitive seats have both the resources and cutting edge information and technology they need to execute effective reelection campaigns. Uh, obviously, in this cycle, our goal is to take as many um, seats as possible so that you know we get back the majority in the House of Representatives. And Frontline is a good source for you guys to go to. Um, and if you have any questions, you can send me, um, uh, if you follow me on, on Twitter, you can send me a DM where you can uh, reach out to me here at the show and I can get that information to you. But that's a great state to go, um, a great location to go to, to get information on races that you want to get involved in. Um, so 
in addition to that, I wanted to read to you guys what I like to call our gettable races. But these are 18 beatable Republicans um, that range from moderate Republicans um, or call themselves uh, moderate Republicans, but they side with the extremists. And so when I was kind of putting some stuff together and doing some research, these are some of the names that came up that you guys should be aware of and also the districts that they're in. Um, right out of the gate, um, you know, we're going to recognize it's the Santos race was won by Tom's or the Santos seat was won by Tom Swazi. So that one's already one we, we've, um, we've, we've garnered. But here are some others uh, in alphabetical order. Dave uh, Swikert in Arizona's first district. Uh, Juan uh, Kusumani. Kuskamani in Arizona's 6th District, uh, John Duarte in California's 13th District, Dave Villadato in California's 22nd, Mike Garcia in California's 27th, Young Kim in California's 40th, uh, Michelle Steele in California's 45th, Don Bacon in New, um, uh, New Hampshire's 2nd um, District, uh, Tom Keene in New Jersey's 7th District, Mike Lolota in New York's uh, 1st District, and that's a big one that a lot of people are talking about on the heels of the uh, Mike's, uh, Tom Swazi win of uh, Santos' seat. Anthony uh, Desposito in New York's 4th District, Mike Lawler in New York's 17th, Mark uh, Molinaro in New York's 19th, Brandon Williams in New York's 22nd, Lori Chavez uh, Deremer in Oregon's 5th, Brian Fitzpatrick in Pennsylvania's first, and Jen uh, Kiggins in Virginia's second. These are 18 beatable so-called moderates who tend to lean in and side with Republicans extremists when it comes to votes that you guys should pay attention to. And if you can get involved in those races, that would be great. Next Wednesday, I'll have more um, more candidates and more races that you guys can get involved in. And I think it's important that we do. Um when I talk about state houses or state state races or state um, um, governments, one of the things that that is really kind of a a big win for us as progressives is the state of Michigan. They're kind of the prototypical state right now. We've got the governor's um, uh, house in terms of um, uh, Governor Whitmer, Lieutenant Governor Garland Gilchrist, um, the AG's office, the Secretary of State's office. Um, with Jocelyn Benson and um, uh, Dana Nessel. I mean, obviously, there's one person in there that's not a woman, and that's Garland Gilchrist. He's African-American. Um, um, but the point I'm making is we have the trifecta. We've got the three primary uh, governmental uh, leading offices in the state of Michigan. And signs the stupidity, and I'm calling it that, and challenge me on it, if you will, of the uncommitted vote uh, Michigan is really getting it done. They're getting legislation done with their water issue. They're getting roads done. I mean, it's Michigan is getting stuff done. And what's happening is, as the state's leadership in Michigan, Governor, Lieutenant Governor, AG, and Secretary of State, have been more progressive-leaning, very progressive-leaning, I shouldn't say more, very progressive-leaning, the state legislature is starting to change in Michigan. Okay? And things are getting done in Michigan. I mean, it's just great to see. That's why progressives need to be elected to offices, guys. We get stuff done. It ain't perfect, but we get stuff done. So just wanted to give you guys a little quick tip on that. Um, we are going to not quite go to a break. Um, let me let's uh, let's let's grab um, let's grab Mario real quick before we hit this break.
Hey, Mario, good morning, and welcome to Choose Views. Thank you very much, uh, especially that you are there. Um, believe me, I'm very happy that you are there, and I morning listen to you. Concerning with the undecided vote, I just want to remind the, the, the Arab community uh, that through our past, we've been having problems with our president, but even though they've been uh, uh, racist, they, in the end, they come and do the right thing. We're talking from Abraham Lincoln up to, up to, uh, up to Barack Obama, and then now Mr. Biden. I want you to remind them, it has not been easy. Now with this on the side of the board, be careful not to, to bleed your nose because you're going to scratch your whole face. <laughs> uh, yes, it's not easy. It has not been easy. But if you do not put Mr. Biden back in the White House, you guys, especially us, the, the progressive Democratic uh, people, especially the Arab people, they're going to be more under uh, uh, scrutiny of their uh, 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 Trump. Remember what he say uh, on 9-11, that the Arabs were the ones thinking and dancing, and he's going to go after them. Just remember what happened yesterday. Those that do not remember the past, they are doomed to fail. And I think this very empathetic, very strong to the Arab community. We have to stick together. Yes, we're not imperfect. Look what happened to the black people, to the Japanese people, to the Mexican people. It's not been pretty. But in the end, presidents prevail and they come strong. Please wake up. This undecided vote is not is not the way to go. And also, and also, it was only one lady in, in, in Palestine that she say and blame Hamas. I've not been seeing nobody blaming Hamas. Yeah. Nobody. All the Palestinians and Arabs, they're not blaming the, the Arabs, the, 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 the Hamas. Only one lady suffering in this catastrophic situation in Palestine. Yes, it's horrible. It's horrible. But the Jews did not start this. It was Hamas. Yeah. That doesn't excuse the, the Israel to do all of this is wrong. Netanyahu is another Putin. Netanyahu is another Trumpian. Wake up, people. Wake up. Mario, my man, my man, Mario. Hey, listen, I'm, I'm, I didn't mean I wasn't cutting you off. I wanted just to, to compliment you on your unfiltered passion. <laughs> I, 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 just, I just I I I had to compliment you on that. I wasn't cutting you off. I just wanted to say that's what we need. Hearing you, a voice like yours um, speaking the that's truth that you as you see it based on what's happened. So uh, I, I appreciate that. The, you were the first one that I hear. Get out with this undecided vote. Oh, yes, I hear a young woman. A young woman in here, African-American. Thanks to this great country of ours, she's here. And she's an American now. Oh, no, she's not going to vote because Biden is doing this. No, it's not Biden. It's not Biden. It's Hamas who's doing this. It's yeah. not Biden. It's Hamas. We have an agreement with the Jewish community has been persecuted. It's not good what's happening to Palestine. But the governors of Palestine, they were corrupted. Yeah. They were the ones, they accept the money, 
and, 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 and let's change it. Yeah, Mario, we're gonna, we're gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, ask you to just a hold for a second. We got to hit this quick break. I don't want to blow to the break too far. And when we come back, we'll let Mario finish his passion. Seven seven three guys, seven six three nine two seven eight. Choose views. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Choose Views with Richard Chu on WCPT 820, Chicago's progressive talk. Hey guys, welcome back. This is Choose Views. If you're just tuning in, the number is 773-763-9278. We're going to bring Mario back. Mario, you got 30 seconds. Go for it. Finish up. I just, as I was watching the news this morning with this young Arab uh, American, young woman with college, uh, she is here. Because the greatest country of us, because I was born in another country too, but this is my country, and it's the greatest country that gives us the opportunity. Thanks to the, the, the democratic agenda, she's here. Not the Republicans. Yeah, that's so a please good point. Just, just wake up, wake and, up, and wake up, wake up, wake up, according to Mario. And, and, and listen, I mean, I, I, I appreciate you calling in Mario. Um, we're going to jump to a couple of quick callers. Um, I wanted to give him an opportunity just to kind of wrap up before we hit that break um, or after we hit that break. Um, it, it's the voices like Mario's that you got to listen to as well. I mean, he's making a good point and he's coming from a perspective that many of us don't come from. And he, he admitted I was born in another country. And I love it. Be, love being here based on what Democrats have done, not what Republicans have done. And that's truthful. That's coming from him, not from me. OK, let's keep pushing forward. Let's uh, go to Lee. Lee, it looks like you're calling from somewhere in the Chicago metropolitan area. How are you this morning? Uh, so I'm okay. It's uh, Evanston. Evanston. Anyway, uh, I've got a dozen things to say, so I'll just give you the uh, ty- uh, the thoughts, and then you'll have to do the research yourself. Okay. The first one is um, the reason why we keep sending bombs to kill civilians in Palestine is because of the Israel lobby. If you read the whole thing, it's about Wikipedia's whole thing. It's about 17 pages, I think. You'll find a couple of paragraphs. One that says they basically positioned the Jewish vote in America so that 94% of the Jews are in 11 congressional, what do you call, electoral districts. So they can basically swing any election anytime they want. And every, every congressman, every president, you know, knows this. So when somebody says, are you going to support Israel's, uh, whatever you call it, everybody has to say yes or they know they lost their job. I'm serious. Uh, there's more to it in, in the, but anyway, let's go on. Um, there's, I've been doing a lot of research and, uh, one of the statutes that I found in my research that I've realized fits everywhere in this country right now, the Republican Party is basically trying to shut down or what we would call it, destroy the American democracy government. And we have a statute in the U.S. code called Conspiracy to Defraud the United States. And you wouldn't believe it, but if you, if you get into uh, what the thing says, it's any time someone intentionally tries to um, block or impede or defraud any uh, part of our government, any agency, he's guilty. Now, you tell me what the Republicans have done in the last 20, 30 years that hasn't been intended for that. 
I mean, seriously, you can yeah. think about it. Okay, and, let me more, go on. Uh, there's a crime called involuntary manslaughter. Now, if you read what it takes to put a guy in jail for involuntary manslaughter, people like uh, doctors who don't do their job properly, and as a result, their patient dies, or a nurse who gives the wrong medication and her patient dies, are in jail for 30 years for involuntary manslaughter. Now, you tell me how that doesn't apply to Republican senators who have known every, was it 30 years now, that if you don't pass gun restrictions to stop people from walking around on the streets with a military weapon, people are going to get killed. If they don't know that, then they're lying. Yeah, Lee, and, okay? I, and, and, I, and one of the and, things and, that... And that's involuntary and, manslaughter, gentlemen. And one they of all the, should be in jail for every one of those deaths. And well, the exciting news is there's a suit called wrongful death in the several courts that will take several million dollars for every victim's family. And that will be a lot of money since we've killed tens of thousands of children. Well, and Lee, um, and I appreciate... Hey, hey Lee, I, I'm, I'm going to... We're, we're running a, up against the clock, so I'm going to press pause with you. hate to do that to you, but that's kind of how we run our show. Um, thanks for calling in with the updates and the information. Yeah, I mean, you know, Lee makes some three good points. There are some uh, laws on the books that, you know, we have to pay closer attention to, and that's nothing new, but um, I appreciate your call. Uh, let's see. Let's go to Phil real quickly before we come up on this next break. Well, I tell you, Phil, it's, it's a hot morning. Um, how are you doing today? <laughs> Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, aside from the tornado that was going to run through Chicago <laughs> right over my house. Yeah, no global warming here, though. Don't, oh, no. Don't worry Phil, about it. it's, it's a hoax. Phil, there's no global warming. What are you talking about? It's, yeah, not, you know, would, it's, it's in, always been 70 degrees in, in, uh, in mid-February. Yeah. Okay. Uh, real quick, I wanted to, I, I think I got misunderstood, uh, Yesterday about COVID, I was not crediting uh, the MAGA cults for for anything, as if they voted Trump out. Um, it, it what what COVID did was wake enough people up uh, that don't vote, and they they finally you know these both siders. What does it matter? Why should I vote? It it woke enough of them up to, no, to I get them I out was, of office. I was clear on where you were. There were some callers that followed you that you know I couldn't keep up with them. They're trying to cope. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no. I was totally clear on where you were on that, and and it's you, understandable yeah. on radio. Yeah. Uh, I, my, if I could say real, the, the, I, I am. So uh, I'm stuttering. The worse he mishandled that thing, the the more stubborn fealty I saw from his supporters. I it, it turned into a death cult at, at one point. They literally thought like dying from COVID would be some kind of a badge of honor, uh, as if like, well, at least I died fighting to save Trump's economy. And I'm looking at these idiots, and I'm like, do you know if you die? Now you're another empty space on the job site that they can't. <laughs> this is the. Yeah. I, they, it's like I and I remember. I, I'll, I'll try and wrap this up quickly. Okay, there was they were sitting having lunch. All these MAGA nutcases, and one of the girls at the height of the pandemic, I think like sixty k were dead. This woman, she's like forty years old, and she's uh, works at. She's talking about how nice it is that we're all on lockdown and, and that we get to spend time with our 
families now and how how wonderful it is of Donald Trump the the, the way he's and I'm, I'm looking I, I'm like I, I dude I, I it's like I'm gonna explode my head's gonna explode. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> no, and he, you know, I, Phil. The crazy thing about it is, and and, I, and I'll help you in your in your stuttering moments, mo- morning. This way, I, I've been that way myself. Listen, as we said yesterday, and we said before, and we'll say it again. He mismanaged, mishandled COVID, and objectively, that's the truth. It, and the, it was the, like the people, malicious at one point. To some extent, it was, and the people. Sorry. But what's crazier? What's crazier? Are the people that stayed in lockstep? That, like you said, I like the way you put it. Not that I like that it happened, but you made a good point. That it wore it as a badge of honor to say that they weren't going to get the vaccine, that they would get, rather get fired, than, and all this other kind of stuff on, on a, an occult mindset. I mean, what else? How else can you put it? They were they were they were more objectionable to getting help than they were to finding out that they're. Their thought process was, you know, stupid. I don't know what else to say. It's like, it's like I say that it looked to me like I'm I'm looking at grown ass people in in the late twenties, at the youngest of forty and older. They looked to me like people who had been emotionally arrested at about the age of eleven or twelve years old. <laughs> I, I, I I mean, how stupid! I can't reiterate. I have to reiterate this. I'll die to save the economy. Well, if you die, you're doing the opposite of saving the economy. Don't you get it? You, you, you want to wear the mask. It's, if you're fighting for Trump, you know, I mean, and I hate to say this, too. I think Trump would have won. And, and I honestly, I've said it before. I think he would have won a second. Just, it, just it looking at the numbers. Numbers. That just goes to show how, how stupid yeah. he is. If he had just come out yeah. and been honest straight from the gate and said, "Look, yeah, y'all, this is dangerous as hell. Some folks are gonna die. We need to we need to seal off from each other for a while. Let's get right on the right side of this. I'm leaning in. I'm using the power of this office to get stuff done. I believe he would have been reelected. I truly do. And he mismanaged that so poorly. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it was it, it, he. Like I say too, that he was doing the the fire holes news cycles where he was doing so much to try and distract right. from how bad COVID was. Like I say, he literally tried to start a war with Iran, but we had a blue Congress at the time and they shot him down instantly. They yeah. were not having it. No pun intended. But, but I, I yeah. Mean, yeah, no pun intended. But I mean, he, he and, and he, his news, he just dominates the news. It's an old Goebbels trick, literally called uh, never let him cool down. If you just keep pounding the news cycles with Trump, this Trump, that doesn't matter if it's negative. Doesn't people, matter. That's you know, he's he's yeah, the con- it, he's the he's the tip of the spear of the conversation, and and because of that, it, 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 he keeps he, he stays in everybody's mind, good, bad, or indifferent, and that's exactly. that's and that's where the media that that to me and and Phil, I'm going to let you go because we got to hit this break. But um, thanks for calling in today, Phil. I hope you're, you're going to uh, have a good day. Um, that's where the mainstream media is failing. No soft words for them. They're failing. Because they're allowing the news cycle, and I talk about Trump, but here's the difference. I mean, I'm patting myself on the back, not not out of ego. When I talk about Trump, I talk about how awful he is repeatedly. I'm not talking about the good things about him because I can't find any. I'm talking about the awful things that he's caused this country and the world, for that matter. 
And so the mainstream media, when they talk about Trump, they always sort of find a way to speak to the positive about him and then pretend like they're being neutral. And that to me is just insanity when it comes to how mainstream and listen, you know, I love me some MSNBC, but they slipped into that way of, of um, presenting their news. We already know where, where Fox is and CNN certainly has a, you know, we know where we are at that, but. All right, guys, we're going to hit this break. We're in the last segment of the show. The number is 773-763-9278. This is Choose Views, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Choose Views with Richard Chu on WCPT 820, Chicago's progressive talk. Hey, this is uh, Choose Views. Welcome back to the show. We're, we're wrapping up our, our final segment. Uh, I want to hit this real quickly. Um, <clears throat> so I just got this information from my man, Cliff Schechter. Uh, the uncommitted in Michigan did not hit their goal of 20% uh, of uncommitted voters. It was only 13%. Uh, so Biden ended up getting 81% of the total vote uh, that was registered and eligible to vote. So that conversation is proving itself. That Those results are proving out the conversation that we had. Um, Trump only got 68% of the total vote. He got 60% in South Carolina and um you know, 59% of the voters said that they won't vote for Trump no matter what. So think about that. We aren't hearing that conversation in mainstream media. They're going to try to tell us how horrible it is in Michigan uh, for or how horrible Biden is. Um, and this is where the media just, you know, they're off their rocker. So anyhow, I wanted to point that out. Let's uh, let's grab Dennis real quickly uh, calling from, I think, Chicago. Hey, Dennis, welcome to Choose Views. Dennis, are you there? Uh, yes, I'm there. Uh-huh. Welcome to Choose Views. Oh, uh, thank you. Thank you. This is my first time calling Choose Views. Uh, it's it's nice to be nice for you folks to take my call. Um, so I'd like to say, uh, so I'm a Jewish American, and uh, I agree with President Biden on many, many issues. Uh, but the, one of the most important is that he stands strong with uh Defending Israel, uh, Israel's right to uh, to defend itself against uh, terrorist Gazan uh, leadership, and uh, I, I I really appreciate that he's doing that. I hear you. I'm glad he's standing with with Israel, uh, the Israeli citizens. I'm glad he's standing with the Palestinian citizens, and that he's recognized yeah. that Hamas is a terrorist organization. Um, and that not everybody in Gaza is a terrorist. What has to be done yes. is you have to de- you have to delineate. You have to sep- we have to not you specifically, uh, Dennis. We have to separate that and say standing with these groups of people, the citizens of Israel, the citizens of, of Gaza, the citizens of, of Palestine, and denoting that Hamas is a terrorist organization. Now. I've got issues with certain things, as I'm sure you do, but I'm going to stand on the side of humanity. And I know people think that those are those are kind of cute words, but I'm going to stand on the side of humanity, which is we want to make sure that we as a country are in the corner of the people who need help. And those groups that we, you and I just mentioned, they all need help right now. They need protection. And it doesn't, I don't think it's a bad thing to support Palestinians who are being bombed. I don't think it's a bad thing to support Israeli citizens that are being uh, persecuted or have been attacked. Have, we have to have the guts to say that and be specific, but not just broad brush 
You know what I mean? That's where that's where this thing's kind of gone sideways. Is that it's been broad brushed. You know, Palestinians are terrorists. No, they're not. Israelis are terrorists. No, they're not. There's a terrorist. There's a terrorist factions that are causing all this hell. So we have to do the right thing and support the people who need to be supported, and not denigrate those who are in who are in um, who are being terrorized. So I hope that I hope that makes sense and ride, rides along with what you're saying, Dennis. It does. It does. Thank you for yeah for that for that point of view. Absolutely. Um, so so it sounds like you're making coffee or something this morning. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm so, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I drink coffee early. No, I'm just running to my job. I'm yeah. just I'm just so. teasing you, man. I'm just gonna leave you with a smile on your face so you can have a great day. I really appreciate okay. you calling in and don't don't forget about us. Give us another holler when you feel it in the future. Thank you very much. All right, man. Thank be you well. Very much. Be safe. Yeah. Good on Dennis. I mean, you know, you got to say those things, but we have to be specific and we have to use our common sense. As I said at the beginning of the show, uh, that to me is extraordinarily important um, that we make sure that um, we use our common sense. And this uncommitted vote, um, this protest vote, as so many folks who've called in have said, and I appreciate you guys commenting on it uh, as well. You recognize the numbers. You recognize that we have to win the big game, the long game. In this case, we have to push the president to do a better job in many areas. But a protest vote to say, nah, I'm not going to I'm not playing. I'm not going to show up. I'm not going to do, you know, listen, I, I just I'm going to say this. And and I know you guys know this because you guys are smarter than I am. But a lot of people who are in this protest vote mode have come here as immigrants to escape the craziness that's being perpetrated. So how in the hell are you going to run back out and say, nope, sorry, I'm done. I'm pulling up the ladder. Why are you going to do that? How are you going to do that? Like, like Phil said, like others of you have said today, and I appreciate your commentary. Makes me better than what I do here. But how are you going to pull up the ladder? It just doesn't make any sense. And if you are of that community, don't take the, take this the right way, not the wrong way. The right way is I understand what you're saying and rather than but and we still have to move this thing forward. So y'all can have your little, you know, protest vote now and there may be other st- other primaries. Uh, I mean, we've got Super Tuesday coming up that may decide to lay down a protest vote. But all I got to say is you better straighten up and fly right come this, the late spring and, and conventions uh, summer and when we get into the fall with the debates and, and, and um, get to the general election, you better straight you get, get your head right. As Eric says often, get your boy and your girl because it won't, um, the, the, the alternative is um, it's more than you can handle because you got a dude that says, when I, if I get back in there, I'm, I'm sending some folks back to where they quote unquote, quote unquote came from. So, um, you know, I, I don't apologize, but I recognize you guys um, today as it relates to this, this conversation. It's one that we had to have, and, and I, I knew that I was going to get to it because of what, um, what was going on with the vote in Michigan. But I appreciate you guys uh, tolerating, tolerating the tenor of what I had to say today because I, I, felt, I feel that it had to be said uh, in the manner in which I said it because I want people to pay attention and use their common sense. I want people to be able to, um, to you know, complain about something and protest about something, but with an end, with a goal, at, 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 at a tape to run through, 
what, what's, what are the solutions that are going to get us there? Because without that, then you're just complaining and whining, and that doesn't get us anywhere. The, Re- the Republicans will take that as the as the phrase goes, you know, dis- dis- a disarray, and use it to their advantage. And I'm not I'm not willing to cede that that ground. I'm not one that cedes ground. I I, I think you know it's probably how my parents raised me, um, and I hope that many of you are similar, not the same, but similar in that regard. I'm not ceding any ground to anybody when it comes to this. It's just not, I'm not willing to do that. And I hope that you guys are inspired to do, to, to act in the, in a similar way and share that energy with other people right now. And no, at any, not at any time, but certainly right now, we don't have the luxury of seating any ground. We have to stay focused on the prize. The prize is winning the white house, keeping the Senate, if not growing it and flipping the house of representatives while we get some state house and state Senate seats and some governor's mansions. That's our, that's our primary goal. All the other, so if you, if as, as a business owner and a business builder, if you're building an organization, there has to be some foundations to that organization. Um, but then when you're building that organization and you're, and you're creating where and what, you have to have a sense of what your end goals are going to be if they're not a weekly, monthly, quarterly, annual basis and beyond. And in this case, that's you know, maybe stated differently, that's the long game. So right now, our long game has to be built off of we got to get some things done first. And the first part of the long game is to win, this, to win 2024 handily in all the, the categories that you guys have heard me list before. Then we are putting in place the things to win the longer, the mid-range game. Because then we still have to understand we got to keep winning state house elections. Like I said earlier about the um, the group that's that's uh, leaning into the winning more state races. And then after, in a, along with that, we have to then start putting our eyes on midterms and making sure we don't you know go backward and lose the house again or lose the Senate. That's long game playing. But to win the long game, you've got to put in this initial first few steps, and that's winning this next election in those three federal categories and the state areas. Um, so if, I, if I'm charged with anything, guys, it's to remind you of this every single day, every single show, so that you don't forget and that you don't get distracted by all that's out there. That could That's an easy distraction. Um, I don't want to see that happen for us. So in any event, I just, um, I, t- t- today's show, I, I knew, uh, I'd be bringing you guys some, some heat and, um, I want you to, to respect, to understand that, that, um, I respect the process and this is part of the process. So got to stay tuned for our WCPT progressive lineup. That of course includes the Stephanie Miller show, my radio sister on the West coast, uh, the Tom Hartman Show, who is the professor of everything progressive. Joan Esposito, live, local, and progressive. And Patty Vasquez, my bookend that's going to be driving you home. Guys, it's been great being with you. This is Choose Views. We'll see you tomorrow.